This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome off the Rackham Sound. I'm Tiffany. Today's episode is brought to you by our Patreon, because the boys' promotion has now concluded. Yeah. So we're going to mention the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comicpop and uh, check out the rewards. There's a bunch of different tiers and a bunch of different rewards. Uh, you know, because it's like a very small operation, it's hard to kind of like do a lot of stuff that everybody's doing, like exclusive videos and stuff like that. But you do get That's early fun. access. And uh, for three of you, you get a special box that comes every month full of neat, fun stuff. Um, those boxes are actually in the car right now. They're ready to go out. Oh, really? uh, I just need packing material. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to jostle around. That's a good call. Uh, and then I'm going to send out the next boxes because I'm a little behind on July. So, Oops. Anyway, from there, I just want to mention that. So go to patreon.com slash comicpop. Check it out. See if it's right for you. If not, you know, still here. Still doing this. <laughs> so I'm Sal, and uh, this is Tiffany. We're going to jump into the books that came out this past week yeah. that we uh, read. And so we're going to recap, review them, uh, mm-hmm. let you know what we thought about them, and then give you re- recommendations or books that come out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, in addition to the Patreon and other ways that we make money, uh, we also do that through using the Super Chats. If you uh, will have a question, comment, or something else that you want to bring up during the show, use the Super Chats. We'll be able to read them organically weaved into the show. Uh, like these fine people, like Adam Azamoa, who says first. He Yay. was the first person to jump into the Super Chats. Thank Congratulations, you. Adam. Uh, and as if said, just helping us out, just throwing a couple of shekels our way. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, man. Uh, see, it's that easy. So just do that. We'll get, our, we'll get your answers... We'll get the answers to your questions uh, throughout the show. So yeah, um, this bad guy's song is ruining my life. It's hor- Yeah, it's it's <laughs> everything about it is is terrible. <laughs> it's just nonstop. You know that that person is seventeen years old. Well, she has infected my brain. And she's singing about like all the shit she's down to. I'm like, mm, probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Maybe she is. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I guarantee you none of those people. What did you read this week? Uh, I read uh, Death's Head, number one, from Timmy Howard and Kei Zama. You mentioned you were going to do that. I recommended it. Yeah. So I read it. Do you still recommend it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's very Marvel UK. Uh, If you don't know what that means, um, Marvel did this thing where they were printing books in the UK and like very specialized kind of like market. Right. Um, none of them succeeded or didn't went anywhere, but uh, Death's Head was one of them. Uh, the idea was that Death's Head was just a kind of throwaway character originally. Okay. He was a robot to fight the Transformers in the Marvel UK Transformers books. And then they were like, but because it's Marvel, it's all part, it's all, it's all connected, baby. Hashtag it's all connected. So, uh, you know, they moved Death's Head and Death's Head 2 into the Marvel Universe proper. Uh, in this, uh, Death's Head is an amp at some, like, underground concert because he's just He's just trash. He's been, he, you know, he's a robot. And so a bunch of opportunistic people. Can he transform? Uh, kind of, yeah. But like, it's more like he's a physical body that has been converted oh, so this, into an amp. This band like found them and like, oh, sweet, this would be so amazing. Yes, exactly. With their set. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, you know, he comes to, uh, and uh, Wiccan and Hulkling from Young Avengers show up, and they're involved, and. Uh, it's basically just an excuse to use Wiccan and Hulkling in a Marvel book again. Um, mm-hmm. But 
The art is so cool and gritty and underground. It feels like a Marvel UK book. It feels like a classic Lobo book. Oh. That's how fun and neat it is. Uh, just a heads up, like a bunch of like fun little characters. Yondu shows up. He looks like the movie version of Yondu, so yep. whatever. But uh, And Death's Head has like a kind of like, I don't know, like 80s Soviet Russia kind of broken English. Like, you are my employer. You pay me, yes? He always yeah. has, like, yes at the end of his sentence. You know, like, I kill you today, yes? And they're like, no. And he's nah. like, it was rhetorical. <laughs> I, I don't know why I give him a Russian accent. I feel like, you know, just that way, that cadence it feels like. It. Right. But in any case, uh, so Death Set is just, like, a bounty hunter who wants, you know, money and revenge. And it's the whole thing. It's a lot of fun, and it, like, feels... It, it, it looks the way it's supposed to, and it feels the way it should. It's, who cares? Like, it's, it's not, like... It's it's perfectly harmless, but it's also, like, kind of fun and unexpected. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, if you, if you dig Death's Head, or you don't know what it is, but you're morbidly curious, mm -hmm. great jumping on point. More importantly, if you like Wiccan, this is the book for you. Because okay. it's, it's probably going to set up the status quo for Wiccan and Hulkling f henceforth. It's yeah. a four-issue miniseries, something like that. It's really short. Okay. Um, so, and clearly, like, no one cares about what happens. To <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. no one's keeping an eye on this book. So it's right. like, you better watch out. Or, you know, your favorite characters are going to get killed or turned into robots or something. And so, you know. Okay. It's ridiculous, this but it's... Just, it's like, this, this book is honestly really out of left field for me. It totally is. In every conceivable way. Literally, the fact that it exists, the fact that you knew about it, the yeah. fact that you enjoyed it. Literally nobody asked for it. So, which is part <laughs> of the reason why I read it, and it's part of the inspiration for our Elseworlds exchange we did last week. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was like, oh, look, Wicked and Hulkling! Somebody thought to use these characters. Um, I reached out to both the writer and the artist for comment. None. But uh, that doesn't change the fact that I dug the book. And yeah. yeah. I think you should check it out if you haven't already. Death's Head. Why not? Right, right. Um, Price of Yeti says, After reading Powers of X, Hickman, take my money. Getting into nice. Powers of X. We'll get there in a little nice. while. Uh, Dan Lane helping us out very much. Thank you very much, Dan. Hold on. I think there was... I, I was just kind of... Uh, there it is. Uh, apparently, I look like a local GameStop manager. I can see that. Fair enough. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Sorry about the noise. My phone... Or my, my computer seems to think that like I want constant updates. Well, I'm going to tell it to restart tonight. Yeah. So that this doesn't all go away. Just go away. Because otherwise it might. Like, if we just left that there, yeah. Windows might be oh, like... Oh, no, it would have, re would have rebooted. Yeah. Uh, Denton Films' Power of X came with seeds, which is awesome and weird. Yeah, if you uh, if you got your physical copy of Powers of X, it came with a packet of seeds for, like, a, was, I understand, like a rare plant. Why didn't you tell me that? Because I didn't know it until after it was on sale. Oh, and okay. I didn't care and didn't want to deal with seeds. I want seeds. Because it's like, here's a chore. Are you kidding me? I give them to Danielle. Uh, Radical Radish says, "Hey guys, are, they or are we going to see the kitchen? Is that tra remember that trailer we saw? We saw Once Upon a Time, uh, the Vertigo book. Oh yeah! Sorry, I like blocked out everything prior to that seeing that film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> probably, Maybe? yeah, probably. Gar says, can you uh, give the rest of the population to hashtag vote with their wallets because Champions got canceled and I don't want." Superman 17 to sell. <laughs> Listen, the reality is, like, if you don't want a book to succeed, you have to not buy it. And yeah. you, more importantly, you have to tell your local comic book store 
to not pre-order it for you. Yeah, uh, you don't want it. Just tell them, I don't want it, don't pre-order it. Uh, likewise, if you want to see a book succeed, you have to add it to your pre-orders. You have to buy it physically. You have to buy it. Yeah. And you have to keep buying it, and you have to encourage other people to buy it. Uh, pre-orders are life uh, and death. So it, it all begins and ends with pre-orders. It's a beautiful cycle. It's a terrible system. It's a broken system. <laughs> Comic books are in the toilet half because the industry can't self-regulate, the other half because, you know... People are monsters. So either way, you don't want Superman to sell, don't buy it. If you do want champions to sell or come back, buy it. Either way, it's neither is neither's gonna happen. Uh, Adam Asamoah says, "Will we ever get a backish on the show on Tiffany's shirt? Uh, is that a comic? No. Like, is that a manga? Well, I mean, I think they just want it on the show itself. Oh, which is a beautiful story. It is a beautiful story. It's a great. It's a great show. Be really hard back issues to do. Yeah, we will not do that." Just, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin. We'll just have a retrospective. That'd be mo- that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually that movie just, will get made. We'll and... just all, no. We'll just sit down and talk about what makes Cowboy Bebop so great. Yeah, in like in like the style of the Bard. Yeah, the why thing not? About Cowboy Bebop is everything. Everything. And then you just go down the list of everything that's great <laughs> about Cowboy Bebop. I mean, that sounds good to me. I feel like you know we know the Bard. I feel like it's okay. I think he's probably seen the show and loves it. So. I meant, like, it's okay for me to take that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> to borrow from him. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so what, what did you read this week that you want to talk about? I read Conan. Oh, what a shock. Oh, come on! That's great. No, I'm glad you <laughs> like it. Conan's a good book. Which one? Aaron's Conan? Aaron's Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Nice. By Jason Aaron, and my phone is over there. Yeah. Um... It's part eight of the ongoing epic that is Conan. This issue was particularly amazing because it definitely did not um, really continue the plot that the main like current few like you know present time plot, mm-hmm. but it did tell an amazing story about Conan going home. Mm. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, like Conan going back to. Samaria. Samaria, Camaria. Yeah. However you prefer to say it, everyone. Right, because it's made up. <laughs> well, there must be a way. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I'm sure Howard has a index that explains. No doubt. Um, this the story was amazing. Um, it for like all the reasons. There's a blizzard. Conan's walking back. As he's walking back, he like is reminded of all of like you know like oh I remember these hills. I remember like even like the cold here. Like I remember it all. And like you know I wasn't allowed to go past a certain point because of all the fighting that was going on. Blah 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 blah. Like. And um, he comes across um, someone that he knows and uh, that he's invited into his, his home. And the guy starts talking about, like, you know, how, like, his grandma is in here. Like, Conan has a grandma. Okay. Grandma Conan. Yeah. Which I'm in love with, and I desperately want a Grandma Conan book now. <laughs> Does she appear? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's away because she's in a nearby village because there was a sickness that overtook the town. Oh. And um, everybody kind of started losing their minds to mm-hmm. some degree. And they believe that um, the dogs have something to do with it. That like the dog master went out one day and he brought back a few extra wild dogs and it seemed to have spread from there. And I'm like, that's the thing. Mm. And if that's so, yes. that's amazing. <laughs> I freaking love that little like, if that's what it is, like... That's amazing. It's, yeah. It's, they're in a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And these dogs show up. Yeah. And they spread this illness, which is like within them. Mm. And it's like t- overtaking their minds. So they're not themselves. Okay. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Why not just do the that's thing with Conan? That's really cool. Um, it turns out the guy who's talking to, of course, is already overtaken. And it's um, uh, Thoth Ammon, who is a Conan a classic character from the stories. Um, 
it's it, for those who know Conan only via the movies. Mm-hmm. He's um basically James Earl Jones's character. Yes. Oh, uh, cold or Thol. Yeah. Yeah. Thol. I said the, it before, but yeah. now it's gone from my brain. Thol the Thum, something like that. Yeah, Kathum. Yeah. Kathum. It's a sound effect. Kaboom. Um, no, but uh, but the name is used in Conan the Destroyer. Right. But it's not that character. He's more akin to the James Earl Jones character. With but they a use a different name. character from and the And then other in the movie. second one, they All use right. the name, and it's a totally different character. And okay. I'm like, why would you do that? Right. So regardless, it's a it's an evil sorcerer who has a penchant for serpents. Gotcha. Um, yeah, snakes are a big theme in Conan. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Um, in, in, you know, Stygia and all that is a... Thulsa Doom! That's it! It's Doom. There you it's go. Thulsa Doom. Thulsa Doom. Thulsa Doom. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Conan pissed him off at some point in the media, which he just left. And like, so over nine days, the village has fallen ill and Conan starts to kind of put that together. But he really doesn't know... Yeah. Like who, like, to Thoth blame. Amon is. He's like, I don't know who you are. Okay. What? Like, he doesn't really recall who he is. Um, yeah, I kill a lot of people. You so, like, basically, he has, um, he's in all of their heads, like, and he can hear, like, all, all the villagers can hear the, the wizard sorcerer. Okay. Like, commanding them and, like, overtaking their brains, basically. And, like, so, like, they're all waiting for him when he comes outside. Like, yeah. like we were waiting for you, for you, Conan. Um, and his grandma is there, too. Oh, no. And he's like, Grandma, no. <laughs> <laughs> and grandma's kind of in charge of everything. Um, like, uh, Thoth is clearly using her the most yes. because it's his grandmother. Conan realizes that he's either going to have to kill everybody or he's going to have to run. Two things he's really good at. So he makes a run for it into the woods. They're like, it's a blizzard. There's no way he's going to make it that far. They send the dogs after him. And he runs into the the bear shaman, the shaman bear, who is a, the shaman of that of his town. Okay. But he left. He saw this all go into shit and he like, left and they never went after him. And that's when he realized they were after Conan. So he explains the whole thing about the dogs and like where it all started from. And he's sure. just like, more than likely, if you kill the the head the, guy, the, the dog master, ah. then it, it the, might. The curse will be it's like vampires, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I feel either. like their shaman is just making it up. Probably. He's just like, I don't know. That sounds like something that'll make you leave my hovel. Yeah, and I won't die. Go ahead, Conan. Go kill the head guy. Just give it a shot. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. So like. Conan feels badly because he's like, I left here because I wanted to. And the idea is that, like, no one's ever really left their town, their village. And, like, Conan did because he's different, right? Right. Um, and upon returning, he brings death with him. But he's like, I also brought all these gifts. Like, he brought things back for everybody in the village. Mm. Like, things he could have, like, sold, but he wanted to, like, share. Share. Yeah, that's um, nice. So, like, he has these, like, intricately created candies, which he uses and he throws them down and the dogs eat them because they're such a delicacy and so, like, delicious that mm-hmm. even, like, these wild beasts who would normally crave the flesh of whatever uh, eat these candies. And so he goes... Um, there are guys in the woods searching for him as he gets closer to town and he brings curry that he wanted to like introduce into their cuisine because it's horrible and he throws it in their faces <laughs> and it like blinds them because it's, it's spicy, not forever. Yeah. Um, he has like a, a very potent drink, a bitter potent drink that he pours down someone's throat and it makes them like throw up and okay. such things. And then um, he runs, oh, he has like this special rope that's like super strong and he uses it to keep a bunch of guys contained. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, cool. So I'm he doing... does give all the gifts to the villagers. He does. And not in the way they expect. No, exactly. And it, it does save their lives. Yeah. And um, then uh, Conan's grandma like hits him with a sword and it like ruins his bag. And like there is a, um, a, a crystal rose of Lumeria, which he took 
he stole most of these things he stole. Um, and he's like, I could have sold it for a king's ransom. Mm-hmm. But Conan wanted to bring it back to show his grandmother that such beauty existed in the world Aww. and it shatters on the ground. And I'm like, that's really sad. Yeah. Conan's going to kill his grandma. Yeah. Conan does not kill his grandma. Yay. Instead, like, Conan's grandma, like, six everybody on Conan. And Conan's just taking it because he sees the dog master. And he's like, I have to right, get I gotta him. focus on but that. he really doesn't want to hurt anyone. So, like, they're just all stabbing weapons into his back and other such things. Mm-hmm. And um, it, he goes to kill the, like, um, the dog master. And Conan's grandma looks down as, like, Conan, like, is about to begrudgingly draw his sword. He's like, I'm going to have to turn my sword on my people of my village in order to save them. Also kill the dog master. Most of them are going to die. This yeah. sucks. She sees the rose on the ground and like she like for a minute like clicks herself out of the wizard's control and is like, that's really beautiful. And also she's like, and fuck you, you're hurting my grandson. <laughs> and so like she, he goes to like kill um, the dog master, but Conan's grandma does it for him. She like mm. beheads him. Cool. And like everybody wakes up and then the dogs show up and they like... Conan's like, go back to the village, I'll take care of this. And she's like, no, you're home. We're going to do this together. And they all just fight the dogs. That's cool. And I'm like, that's just neat. Conan's yeah. grandma's a real badass. And yeah. like, as wide as Conan, but not as tall. <laughs> right, right. Um, we, we check in with uh, Thoth Amon, who's like, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to kill Conan, and I didn't. And his snakes are like, no, I like, we see red and like death in his future, but it's not you who will kill him. It's the Crimson Witch will kill King Co- Crimson Witch will kill King Conan yeah. in the tower. And that's like, like meant more to be like, for it's, the... more, it's not even just more teasers. It's like Conan, King Conan will die. Yes. How is he going to get out of this one? Right. Or not. I don't know. But like, it was just like, regardless of the, like spinning its wheels in terms of the like main overarching plot about the Crimson Witch. Yeah. This story was really cool to see Conan return home. Because right. I was like, did he? Yeah. Did he go home ever? Like. Yes. And you get Grandma Conan. That's dope. Grandma Conan. Good recommendation. This is like I like I love this book so much. Yeah. Aaron's Conan is just such a treat. Right? Yeah. No <laughs> dips. Mr. Um, Doriak says, uh, glad to get GBU back. That's one of our shows. Uh, ben and Ethan experiencing some of the weirdest and forgotten comic stories. And Tiffany's insight on the art of older books is great. Oh, thank you. He also implies, uh, so, I love the show. Tiffany got me into Savage Avengers and Conan. Yay! Really fun read. That's why I wanted to bring it up right away. Because it's like, yeah, Conan's a good book. It is. And it, Savage Avengers, cool book. Yeah. Uh, does it have any recommendations? Because there's another issue coming out soon. What? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dragon Edges says, longtime listener, first time commenter. Well, welcome well, to the show. Uh, love your content. Keep up the good work. And I love Doctor Strange. Nope, Shumagorath is, is in the new movie. Me too. Agreed, right? Me too. Yeah. If you're going to go Lovecraft, you can't go wrong with a giant green serpentine entity with one eye. An elder god. Right. That's my... That's your that's your Shumagorath from Marvel vs. Capcom move or whatever. Uh, I can't really stay, but make it quick. What What's each of your top three books coming out of Marvel right now? I'm looking forward to expanding my pull list. I guess Conan is Con- one. Conan, the savage sword of Conan. Yeah, right? I kind of, really. I mean, well, like, I liked it before, and I'm, I'm still interested in seeing where, where Zub yeah. is uh, going to go with right? it. Uh, so I'll say that. Why yeah. not? Life Story is great. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Zdarsky's Daredevil is amazing. Um uh spencer spider-man is okay uh you know i'm struggling with that one yeah marvel's uh marvel and dc kind of trade places in terms of who's screwing up more so you know but marvel's a few like solid books that are coming out well because a bunch of things ended for me like minis like i was really enjoying mr mrs x and like really enjoying yeah um, the like war of the realms you know what i mean so it's like uh, yeah so conan house of x is great 
Yeah, House of X is excellent. So, <laughs> uh-huh. excellent. Um, I guess that's it. I'm not really digging Strange. So I can't even say it. No, I can't can't even say it. Um, Ali Alziati says uh, thoughts on Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne in CW. Uh, and to quote uh, Janet Van, or Hope Van Dyne from the movies, it's about damn time. Yeah, I love seeing. I love the idea of Kevin Conroy being like physically representing Batman. Uh, hey, how about this? Make him Batman Beyond, put him in an old chair, like in a cave, and have uh, Will Friedel or Freedy, however you say his name, yeah. on like the on like the radio or whatever. Like you don't see him necessarily, but it's like you know, it's him. It's Batman Beyond. You just yeah. do a whole Batman Beyond thing. Right, right. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna recommend. Well, no, I'm gonna talk about a book. Uh, it was the ultimate, the finale of. Scott Snyder and Jock's book, The Batman Who Laughs. Yes. Uh, this one, uh, I remember reading issue six and being like, oh, I think it's going to do that thing that happens sometimes with these books where it ends bad despite some great buildup. And it did. You mean like as though someone couldn't quite stick the landing? Yeah, <laughs> and they do. And then they couldn't. Uh, Batman fights evil Batman. And then uh, evil Batman makes regular Batman into evil Batman. But Batman's heart grew three sizes too big. And he expels the bad Batman juju inside of him. And But then it turns out, whoop, uh, Joshua Williamson has a book coming out with that character in it. So he can't have any f- satisfying finale with that. Fart. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't recommend this series anymore. Uh, it was a great build. The first five issues were excellent. The last two were not. Uh, pass. Um, it's too bad because the art is fine. Uh, Jock is, of course, incredible and amazing, and the stuff is really awesome. It's just a kind of, like, who cares? Like, I've seen this stuff throughout mm-hmm. the series. So it's like, you know, when Jock does another amazing splash of, like, nightmare vision Batman who laughs, it's like, oh, that was cool the last six times I saw it. Right. Or, like, Batman having this, like, his cowl gets torn, but, like, I don't know when that happened in the previous series. And, like, so, you know, but it gets torn, so it's, like, this red, and it's, so it's, like, it's like the color effect that Jock does where, like, one eye is just like, ah! Yeah. But it's really in the book. Um, Whatever. It's just, it's just very much whatever. Um, you know, like, Batman believes that because Joker found out about Batman Who Laughs, that, like, he changed the serum in his heart, you know, that makes him die, and then turns the person who kills him into Batman, or, yeah. or Joker, more or less. Yeah. He's like, well, because of the Batman Who Laughs, because Joker doesn't like him, like, you know, he, he, he basically, like, reduced the effects of the serum so that it wouldn't... So the Batman, if he were to become the Batman class, maybe he'd be able to, like, withstand it. Yeah. And Alfred's like, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was just you, because Batman's so powerful and amazing. And Batman's like, no, it wasn't. And then Alfred's like, actually, off-screen, I did a thing and did some testing, and may- and actually, he didn't change it. Right. And so the power was in your heart the whole time. Right. That being said, like, is Alfred lying? Because, like, Scott Snyder's Alfred is, like, he loves Batman so much, he's always willing to lie. Yeah. So, like, is Alfred lying so that he keeps the hope alive in Batman's heart? Who cares? I've seen it every 18 times already. Right. Like, it's it's a good-looking book, and it feels really, like the, the, the stakes are really high. Yeah. But they're, like, not. 
because there's a book coming out with this villain in it again, and, like, the whole book is about this villain, and you kind of need, like, this ultimate finale, and there isn't one, and I you're guess never gonna get one. I guess the book is meant to be more about our Batman, and apparently what a failure he is. Yeah, he's a huge failure, and in fact, like, he discovers that, and he says out loud, basically, like, I am the worst Batman, because, like, everyone else finds happiness in some way, but wouldn't he be the worst Bruce Wayne? Yeah, no, I'm the worst Bruce Wayne, but I'm the best Batman. That's, like, the turn that you need, like, the big, like, holy shit. Yeah. Because this Batman's able to withstand becoming the Batman who laughs. Like that, the other problem is, of course, like that any like closure is undercut by not only the last page reveal, but also the like hidden dialogue within it. Because like if you've ever read this book, you'll notice like if you keep reading, like I think the last three or four issues, um, every time like selectively throughout Batman's speech bubbles, he's got like a red letter. We talked about it in previous yeah, issues, and then, and then you like go and find you got like a secret co- like commentary going on. Uh, the to, to blow the secret, it says I'm still here, ha. Yeah. But so, I, like, oh, cool. So, Batman didn't cure himself. He's not free of the Batman who laughs. He will need to become the Batman who laughs right, again. Or it's the foreshadowing of the, like, reveal at the end of the book, which is like, do you... I can't tell if you like or don't like Commissioner Gordon. Right. Scott Snyder. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't get his whole... Well, because throughout this whole book and throughout every instance of Bruce Wayne slash Batman's interaction with Gordon from Snyder's first Batman book until now... The relationship is like this kind of like lip service. They're based, they're they're great friends and comrades and brothers in arms. But also, Batman always taxes the nature of their relationship, mm-hmm. and like it's never, it's like you know, it's like a give and take. You know, Batman skirts the law for Gordon, but Gordon like observes the other, like looks the other way. But like there is no give and take in this relationship. Batman is an asshole who just like uh, takes and takes and takes, and Gordon just keeps losing. Yeah, like Bat- Gordon becomes Batman at one point, and even then, like he only gets like a volume, and then like he gets a son, and his son's a like a murdering psychopath. Then at the end, you find out this his murdering psychopath son who might have actually had like a, a hope. No, no, I was always a murdering psychopath. Sorry, I was lying to you. It's not working. And he's like, "That's okay. I have hope, and I have hope." And well, you're like, no, "Why?" His son is more like his son is more mature. Yeah, his son's actually more mature than Batman is about it. But whatever. You no, know, his son's like, "Hey, like I'm not where I want to be." Right, but I but I said I was. But I'm gonna let you think I'm gonna kill you yeah. or let you die and totally screw you over. Yeah. Oops. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, like, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how, how I feel about this status quo for... For Gordon? Yeah. Oh, the fact that he also is, like, the Gordon who laughs? Yeah. That sucks. Maybe he'll guffaw. Just, I don't know, he's oh, the yeah, the, Gor- the guffawing Gordon? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag the guffawing Gordon. <laughs> the Gordon who guffaws? Yeah. Either way, I, I, that's our... We're, we're taking that. But, uh... <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. At all, at all, well, like it's just, at all. You know there's nothing interesting. There's nothing interesting about it. Well, it's to funny me. to me. It's like it's almost like an echo of letting Gordon be Batman. It's like, hey, I just did this thing to Batman. Like ba- Batman's always been Batman. Let's let Gordon be Batman. Batman got to be the Batman who laughs. Let's make Gordon the Batman let's who let, laughs. Let's let Gordon do the same thing. It's like, but Gordon, why? Gordon's got a lot going on all by himself. He just, why? And like, and why are you setting up these things when you keep saying that the last book you're doing is the is your last word on Batman? Like, right? why are you setting up this stuff? That no one's gonna pick yeah, up. Yeah, on Batman, not on Gordon. Right now, maybe gonna he's the... gonna come out with his GCPD book, where it's like where the villain is Gordon. Where like Gordon's like you know they're doing like this Law and Order stuff, but like Gordon's also battling with his own crap. Hey, maybe they'll be able to make Gordon into a mass murderer too. That way, he can connect with his son. There you go. The that family way... who kills together stays together. I guess the Gordon who guffaws. That'll be the next book that Snyder does. See, I didn't. I'm not doing a Batman book. I'm doing the Gordon who guffaws. <laughs> 
I was being Gordon, being like, Bum. yeah, no, that's him. He's like, hoo, hoo. <laughs> uh, woof. What a disappointment. All right. Yeah, I wasn't like, I, I kind of. I've been, I've been singing this book's praises, and then it's like, eh, what's funny is early on, I was not into it. There was no. a couple of visuals I was into it, and then this was, I was like, this is pretty much how I felt at the, the beginning. The entire book. So I'm like. So I see what you're talking about. I'm like, meh. I mean, I think for a lot of people, there's some like kind of interesting stuff here, and there there is some interesting stuff here. Yeah. And the like image of like like of Alfred with the shotgun defending a young Bruce Wayne. Because, I love that like, idea. That's all Alfred's ever wanted to do was defend this little boy. Yes. Who he feels like he has failed at varying different times, comics, uh, versions of him throughout media. You do get that. You do but, get. Like, that, well, no, you don't. It was a lie. That Alfred, oh no, that's a different book. It's a whole different book that's also written by Snyder. <laughs> There's a moment in another in another Snyder book about Batman that's an alternate reality uh, where Gordon oh, prevents the murder of the Wayne. Oh, no, no, I'm talking literally in this one. Where they're, where but they're, he does this in this book too. Yeah, Batman where he's in the graveyard he's got the shotgun, which makes me think of like Batman vs. Predator. <laughs> which is, of course, one of the best Batman stories. It's a really written. cool, like, evocative image, but like the, I, like, and that's what's so interesting about that image for me is that like, in that moment, which is not really explored, but I guess we as the reader can explore it to whatever depths we decide. Like Alfred utilizes a, the weapon that that uh, Bruce, that hates, Bruce the hates the most, most in order well, to defend and, him. And, and Bruce like, like always cool. lets Alfred use that shotgun. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, somebody mentioned that Snyder's last word is the is the Black Label book. Yeah, I said that already. I'm just saying like it, it's it's literally these two books. Like, yeah, it's Batman it's just, Last and then it's Last Night yeah, on Earth. Yeah, it's but, weird like, that he's writing the Last Night on Earth as like his final Batman story, but he's also like leaving all these dangling plot threads as though he's like trying to be like, and someone else will pick them up. And it's like, why? But who cares? And who wants to do that? Like yeah. just because like they worked for you or like you trained them doesn't mean they necessarily want to pick up your plot threads man yeah so like you know you know which i mean about. like maybe because of the other book that's coming out like certain things had to be set up in a very specific yeah, I mean, like, way right but you I know guess. what i'm sick of these things right like we just you had a freaking massive event which yeah. featured all these bad batmen where the main bad batman was the batman who laughs then you did a mini series where the batman who laughs and also in just like batman who laughs and also in Batman Superman, that book, Batman Who Laughs. Like, how about nonstop Batman Who Laughs? Right. You know, there's only one statue. There's even an action figure. What are you doing here? I mean, I thought this character was supposed to be printing money here. Like, come on. It's enough. It makes me, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's just an oversaturation. Yeah, it's too much. Of the character. Yeah. Um, where it, a character who could be cool if given the opportunity to be forgotten, which I know sounds really weird. No, it's how Joker works. If you, don't, yeah. if you do too much Joker, you, 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 you taint the character. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's oversaturation. Yeah. Too much Joker, too but much like, Batman Who Laughs, too much Lex Luthor, too much Mr. Freeze. Like, too much of any character is going to oversaturate. Yeah. Just like if you have, like, 18 Spider-Man, like, Spider-Man suddenly becomes less special. Like, right. too much of a good thing is still not a good thing. No, it's true. And, like, nobody wants their character to be forgotten. However, I, I, I feel like, again, like, there's something cool about, like, being able to pull it later on. Yeah, exactly. Like, you give it some time, you get it out of people's, like, like front memory basically you set up a story and then it's like oh shit yeah remember this character from blah 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 right he's back well especially because like it's not like anyone's gonna forget the evil batman but obviously no one's gonna use the had the drowned batman or something <laughs> like yeah. i like the batman. i like it's that cool design yeah that statue is actually pretty cool it's we a saw cool it at looking image it certainly is but uh pass right i mean i guess at the very least if they are doing if they already have 
this like Batman Superman book coming up, at least yes. they will immediately be dealing with like this ridiculous like set of plot threads that they left. But yeah. at the same time, that means that this story isn't complete. Exactly. Unless and that's the, the thing. Like, like how, how great will this story read when you read it again? You're like, oh yeah, that's right. He didn't actually get defeated and Gordon thing. No one did anything with the Gordon thing. But they will, because, or at least I, maybe... There's no the, way they're not going to do the, anything with... Like, he clearly is setting that up. For the Batman Superman book? I don't know where the where, where the Gordon Nuka Falls is going to show I, up in this <laughs> Batman series, but, like, I know that, like, there's no way that Snyder just did that. I assume he'll be guffawing his way into that book. Well, I hope not, because <laughs> I hate that idea, and I'm sick of that concept. All right. Uh, Cash Money in the Bank says, "Did y'all see the story that had Krakoa seed packets to give out the with the flowers with the powers of X? Number one, super cool. Here's a little to keep the lights on. It's a lot, old man. Thank that you very much for, bit, your, so for your generosity. You so much. We did. We mentioned it earlier, but uh, yeah, I can't believe they gave out seeds. Apparently, the seeds are for like a hard to get flower or something. That's cool. Um, yeah, maybe maybe our store will have them. Yeah, I'll try to grab some. Yeah, I would like. I buy my books digitally, so I miss out on these kind of. They like, didn't give things. us digital seeds. No, what the hell? Cansa <laughs> uh, Productions. Any circus directing Venom two? Thoughts? Meh. Andy Serkis is uh, a really great motion capture performer. I don't know how that will translate into his direction of a film, but I do know that he'll be able to direct Tom Hardy in his motion capture really well, probably. Uh, also, I don't like Venom, and I can't imagine enjoying or even watching Venom 2, so... I'll never know how his directing Maybe is. Maybe he will physically act out what he wants to do. Yeah, he'll just, he'll physically, di like, direct every single actor in the film. I was trying uh, really hard to find out what flower they work at. Right? Uh, King's Portkull says, uh, are you guys wearing out the Blu-ray of Endgame? I don't know. Is the Blu-ray out yet? Uh, if it is, I'll go buy it. Yeah, if it isn't, happened? I haven't bought it yet. You're supposed to be on these things. I know. Well, like, I saw it already. I mean, I know what happens in the damn thing. Mr. Doriak says, uh, after his next story, it's time to kill Batman who laughs definitely. I don't want two Jokers running around in DC and no one's going to kill the original. Agreed. But here's the thing, uh, Doriak. You don't have two Jokers. You have five Jokers. <laughs> Because you have the three Jokers. Don't forget that book is being drawn uh, right now by Jason Fabic, presumably. Uh, although it is written by Jeff Johns, which means, of course, that it probably won't come out because everything bit written by Jeff Johns is pushed every like every every time that the release date is set. They set, they push it back two to six months. Right, right. So right, who right. the hell knows if if and when that book will ever come out? He must have pissed somebody off. And uh, then you got three Jokers. Then you got like. The Batman Alas, and you got the Gordon Ukafaw. So you got five Joker characters, plus the secret hidden Joker that's in Batman. Because remember, Batman didn't actually expunge the Batman Who Laughs from his system. Uh, Theodore Kema says, What did Tiffany think of Justice League Dark Annual? I personally think it's the best issue of the series. Did you read it? I did. I don't know, because that was the, from last time It was from last was. week. Um, uh, I, don't know. I don't know if I'd say it was the best. I thought it was a very well-executed issue, because it was the one that... Um, Really explained for a lot of folk uh, who Dr. Fate is, at least in terms of yeah, the so story. Yeah, so yeah. And, like, kind of his status quo and what's going on with that, which I think is very cool. My favorite part of that was, honestly, the, like, Hellblazer homage. Where it had, yeah, like, that's right. Where it had, like, the redo of the classic art from issue 11 yeah, of they, the Hellblazer series, which is really some heavy-ass crap. Yeah. Um, and they did the, re the old coloring, too. The old-style kind of coloring there. And, like, really, hopefully made people want to go back and pick that up. So, like, if nothing else for that, I think it was a, a great issue uh, for a great series. Totally. Mr. Freeze, uh, love that. Also, good spelling of freeze. Real, real spelling. Yeah. Uh, what a year and tell a story. Wait a year. Wait a, wait a year and tell a story about Red Death Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, give it some time. Like, it's, 
how much cooler is it for us to like to go oh or like to be like oh my god I think it's this character we haven't seen them in a while yeah like, that's just such an exciting sort of adrenaline rush right as to, opposed like, to like hey remember that big event you just spent like. $80 on because of all the tie-ins and stuff. Well, the main bad guy in that, yeah, he's back. And he's back again. Oh, wait, he's back. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's he like, can't be back if he never left. Right. Adam Asamoah, Batman Who Laughs can never be forgotten because where does a dream go when you wake up? Good call. Good pull. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Kevin Kruger, can you do JLA Witchblade? Uh, no. JLA Predator? Oh, for GDU. Yes. Oh, for G... Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I was going to just be for back issues? Oh. Absolutely not. But like JLA Witchblade, JLA Predator, JLA Cyber Force for good, bad, and ugly. Uh... We're, I, I've almost done JLA Predator on back issues. We're probably going to wait for that. I don't want to make okay. everybody read because they're kind of long. Like, they're too long for good, bad, they're too long for good, bad, and ugly, but maybe not long enough for back issues. But we'll see. All right, uh, we'll figure out something. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a JLA Cyber Force, but of course there Naturally. is. Naturally. Um, we are doing uh, a Marvel Top Cow Image crossover GBU special coming out. Yeah, thanks. Uh, have you read any of those yet? No. You're in for a treat. Mr. Doriak, Spider-Man's getting a lot of love and back issues. Any chance for a continuation of Ultimate? Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll do Ultimate Spider-Man soon. I just don't want to do too many Spider-Mans in a row. You know? Yeah. Uh, St. Luigia says, uh, what do you think of Kevin Conroy at, in Christ Infinite Earths? This is the Arrowverse uh, event. Mentioned it earlier, but I will say again, for your benefit, uh, we're excited. think it's great. Yeah. He's never physically played Batman. Uh, even if it's going to be Bruce Wayne, I'm sure he'll be like a Batman Beyond old st old style Bruce Wayne character. Right. I mentioned it like when we uh, talked about it the other day that I was like, I just love the idea that like people who don't know who Kevin Conroy is but know his voice yes. get to see him. Like I know a voice actor for them, it's like they are their voice, like yeah. you know, whatever they are the characters that they're portraying. Um, but how wonderful will it be for him to actually be there yeah. physically? Yeah. Like I don't know. That's just cool. Agreed. That's just cool. Uh, and Martin Archuleta says, excited for Absolute Carnage? Sure. I'm actually recommending it at the Are end of the episode. Are you absolutely? I'm absolutely excited. We're so excited we're doing a Carnage book for back issues this week. <gasps> a, a Carnage book? A Carnage. Don Carnage from Tailspin? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just all Carnage. We'll just grab all the Carnages. Yeah. Uh, what other books did you read this week before we um, jump in? I'm not going to really go too into detail, um, but I do want to mention um, a book from a publisher that we don't typically kind of um, draw from here as I try desperately to get the, like, team together where is it i don't know all right has anyone else noticed in comiXology that you're recently downloaded now is at the end yes it's great it's, it's a terrific super system super annoying um it's a uh, black manor by dark horse uh written by cullen bunn with art by uh brian hurt and um what's, okay. what's cool about that is this is the team that did harrow county Oh, so if crap. you dug the writing and art style there, that's sort of the beautiful watercolory, like watered down gouache, like storybook but horror inspired art style, then I know you, you might do. be into this. This is a magic themed book. What? Um, <laughs> but of course, with those like horror elements, um, a lot of world building going on in this first issue. Yeah. Uh, basically, the premise is that there's like a young mage who ends up being taken in um, at the end of this book by a, a sorcerer who has lived for 200 years and he's this big um, hourglass that has like what looks like blood in it and his time is running out he's to name a successor mm. um, before he goes uh, like on his like next part journey. of his journey which he does not clearly does not want to and there are some other like forces 
uh, like that are going on nearby. I'm looking forward to seeing more from the horror side of this book, of course, um, yeah. because I love the art style of this book. It's just it's just beautiful for me. Like it's this like beautiful macabre, like I said, like storybook kind of feel to it. So I just want to put that out there because again, we don't talk a whole lot about dark horse books. No, we don't. But when I saw this, I was like, I'm gonna check it out. And then when I saw it was this team, I was like, Ooh! And dark horse makes good books. I'm in. Yeah, they do. They do. I have a beautiful, beautiful edition. Of like the first two volumes, I think of Harrow County. It's yeah. this beautiful, like big hardcover uh, version of it. It's just stunning, stunning. Anyway, nice. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Nick Lachlan says a constant return of villain after large event. Sounds familiar. Cough, cough. Rogelzar. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know who Rogelzar is, Bendis will remind you next issue. Yep. Uh, Silvery Cricket. Are we going to have another battle of the Adam style time travel battle at the end of House of X? But you know, this time good. Uh, that's I love that. Um, I think you're going to see like a time runs out kind of situation here. Yeah. We'll get into how uh, powers of X or powers of 10, 10. Uh, in the near future of this episode. Yeah. So don't worry. We're we'll, getting there. We'll get there. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I guarantee it'll be better than battle for the atom. Sure. Battle of the atom. I should say, I'm not going to talk about last night on earth. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. Just no. Okay. The, the first issue was cool. Second issue was less read from that what you will but i don't okay. want to get into it i don't want to make this whole episode the all the comments are gonna be like so you hate everything you're the worst why can't ben host this show he loves everything and he's so awesome oh that's so not even true i mean he's awesome yeah but don't he, get me wrong but he doesn't love everything <laughs> and he wouldn't know the first thing i, about I was already about. saying that's not true as you were saying that he's awesome and i was like no he's just so great oh no, i mean is, i love ben too he is great he's he is great, great. To come, he's great to hang out with and everything i'm no, just saying ben like, Britt weirdly doesn't like things that i'm like it's hilarious what? where it's like hey ben we just read this alan anyway. book. he's like meh <laughs> like what do you mean meh but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not gonna get into it. Wait, the whoa, arts, whoa. the Hang arts, on. really good. I know we don't usually look in the comments. I didn't miss the JLA Dark Annual. No. I read it. Yeah, you read it. We talked about it last week. We talked week. about it last time. Yeah. So you know, that, that catch happened. Up. Yeah. That happened. But, Wait, uh, did I? Now you're making me question that. Yeah. Moving on to Powers of X because there's another whole part did of the show. Did you have another show. book that you wanted to talk about? No, 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 no. That was it. Because I knew we were had to do the other part of this show. Yeah. Did I not read that? Holy crap. And if I didn't, you can blame Comixology because I literally go through every part really, of this. really, really terrible at telling you what new books are out. Yeah, no, it is because I literally like cycle through this whole thing. Go ahead, yeah. keep going. I'm going to look for it and oh, possibly uh, purchase it. All right, right we'll now. talk about Powers of X, I suppose. Powers, powers of, of Ten. Powers of Ten. Powers uh, of from, Roman numerals. Yes, from Jonathan Hickman. Uh, I love that the art is very similar to the previous issue uh, or to the previous series. And how they, like, Hickman clearly wants to maintain some, like, really important, like, continuity of visual style between the two series. Of course, if you're not familiar with what's going on, which I guarantee you if you're watching a live comic book review series. You probably are. You are. Yeah, you but, know uh, But up. let's do it for the sake of argument. Uh, so Hickman took over the X-Men and he's doing these two miniseries, House of X and Powers of Ten. Yes. Uh, or X, but apparently we've, said, we've, we've heard a number of times. Well, and so. I think I, I, I see why based on this issue. Absolutely. I understand why it's Powers of Ten, but also Powers of X. Yes. Powers of Roman numerals that are... Well, it's a good use of like the it's, of the image it's clever exactly it's clever. it's clever like the like the design aesthetic of this whole series it's clever uh but yeah so they want to maintain this oh, so anyway there's two series there's two mini series house of x powers of 10 uh they're gonna be alternating um and there's a reading list i think within the book right. that'll tell you at the end of each issue like what the reading order is but probably 
what'll help you is just reading the books when they come out. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, but since I guess because they're hopping between series, they want to make sure that you're aware of that as a reader. Because like, let's say you think it's just going to be House of X and yeah. you don't need to pick this up necessarily. Right, you, you do. Because this is Powers of Ten is basically just the rest of the book, which is very Hickman. Uh, so basically Powers of Ten seeks to tell you four different stories. Uh, you got X to the Zero Power, which is year one. Yeah. You got X... To the first power, X Men Year Ten, yep. which is where we are now. Right. Uh, we got X to the to the second power, X Men Year One Hundred. Yep, because powers. Yep, and X to the uh, third or X Men or X Cubed, X Men Year One Thousand. Uh, so we got these four different time periods that they're going to tell you about or explain to you what's going on. Right. Um, Tiffany, what, what, don't make me do this. What is this? Because like, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, House of X is like, here's the status quo for X-Men right now. Yeah. And Powers of Ten is like, here is some background on everything that ever existed, which is literally probably the most Hickman sentence I've ever said. Yeah. Um, it seeks to, as, a, as the preview I remember uh, said, it's going to like reestablish the past of the X-Men, the present of the X-Men, and the future of the X-Men. Mm -hmm. Has a very Age of Apocalypse, but like also with a more, you know, intensive roadmap mm -hmm. uh, vibe to it. Right. But, uh, yeah, so um, the story opens with... With, like, a fairground, which yeah. I was like, it's almost like a, a, a um, storybook, like, you know, like, woo, what's going on here kind of fairground, because it's like, it has, like, all the tropes that yes. you would see at this type of fair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay, like, is this real? Right. And there's, like, uh, Professor X is there, and he's sitting on a bench. He's having a great day. Yes. Because he, he had a dream. He had a dream, and it's the MLK Professor X, Professor X dream. He's yes. figured it out. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be locked in, an et in, in eternal turmoil with these people and my It's going to be great. Friend. I'm going to have a good time. A woman uh, who was, like... Who we all know as Moira McTaggart shows yeah. up, and we're like, what? Yeah, except she knows him. Yes, except that she's clearly from the future or whatever. And she right. Knows Which I assumed was Moira McTaggart. And I'm like, is it? Well, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But then she's like, no, I'm more Pat McTaggart. I know you. I know everything about what you're about to do. She doesn't say your name. She does. Does she? Yeah. At the, oh. end, at the end of the whole conversation, she says, like, I'm Moira McTaggart. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I'm trying to pull it up. Oh, thank you. Oh, so anyway. No. Oh. No. See, I'm not crazy. No, well, I thought she says it. No, anyway. no, she she basically like she's like you know who I am or yeah. you will know who I am. Read my mind, and he does, and he's like, oh, right. and then like we go to ten years where it's you know it's the House of M, which is like literally like a a Midsummer Night's Dream Shakespearean looking area Glenn. in my opinion yes like you got like literally like the fey folk almost oh, in a I way know. like like dancing in the forest and i'm like that's kind of cool yep i don't know what you're saying there but like cool like evocative imagery yeah i guess i don't know but it seeks to uh like answer what happened what happened with mystique yeah, and where toad did she go where did she he's of course she went to magneto yeah well that's what she's working for and she got a flash drive and she's like i got this but like you're gonna have to give me some more and then like it and turns then out that professor x shows up. yeah and he's like what helping mutant kind's not enough for you and she's like nope i need yeah, more nope i'm mystique yeah and then he says that they're also going to need more in order to do that and she says she like throws his own line back at him and yeah. he's basically like yeah like Lots of people are going to owe a lot of things for this. Right. 
the the thing that was like, oh crap, was Professor X uses telekinesis, which of course he can't do. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, first indicate, well, fourteenth indicator, this ain't Professor X, or that it's some version of Professor. Which is X. funny. I didn't. I thought she just threw it to him. No, he uses telekinesis. <laughs> That's really funny. I was like, hey, threw it to her, whatever. And he took it away from her yeah. because she's like, oh, I don't know, and he's like, mm, give me this. Yeah. Um, he does like tap the helmet, so maybe he needs to use the helmet, or right. maybe he's siphoning mutant power from other people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe he siphoned it from Magneto. It's not telekinesis. It's magnetism. Maybe it's just Mister Sinister. Yeah, maybe this it's is just, Mr. Sinister. It's just pod people and Mr. Sinister. He's just making things. And if like, the whole thing is Mr. Sinister, I'm going to rip my own leg in half. Like, I'm going to pull my leg, I'm going to rip myself in half. Because I hate Mr. Sinister, and I don't want to deal with, like, pod people, Summer's I'm DNA. I'm saying because of this issue and where it goes, and, like, the whole, like, Sinister Project and the mixing of genetics, like... Yeah. <laughs> Right? Oh, I oh I know. Well, then it gets really deep because, like, okay, when you're reading House of X, it gives you like all these little like you know info dumps yeah. that are brilliantly graphically demonstrated yeah. to you. In this one, because you're in four different freaking time periods, it gets really overwhelming and really obnoxious, and it's like harder to decipher. There's a lot to unpack. For me, it was hard to decipher because I just couldn't care less oh, see, about no, what I, was I being told I wanted to understand to it, and I was like, okay. See, I straight up didn't. The second the X-Men get into the future, I'm like, I don't care. Don't read this when you're tired. Don't read, first, when, definitely first don't read tip, it when you're tired. Don't read this when you're tired because it's going to take you five times as long to read it. Yes. For me, every time the X-Men go into, go into the future, I'm like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right. Because okay. it's going to get undone. Well, we don't know. Yes, we do. We, they have a really hard time undoing everything. No, we do know that, though. Because where, it all where? gets undone. It, or it goes <laughs> to a pocket future. But, like, I, it's really hard for me to care about any of these future characters because, they're don't, because they don't matter. They're, because I, ask Blink what she thinks about that. Okay, well, look. Like, you know what I mean? I'm so just, in the, that being said, it's a cool-looking future. Yeah, well, it is, it's cool in that, like, it sucks. Right, well, of course it sucks. For everyone. Because the X-Men's future. Yeah. And so, like, we, we, we jump ahead. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's Sentinels, but, like, there's crazy, like, highly evolved Sentinels. Uh, see, I didn't take those as Sentinels. I thought those were, like, you know that robot chick who's on the, like, um, Sentinel thing? Yes. Who's, like, I thought that was one of them. Like, oh. one of the, like, the robot people kind of things, like, evolved. Yeah, that could very well or, like, be. like, moved on, and, like, this is, like, the human force who is fighting against... The Krakoan mutants. Yes. So, well, like, they're, because they're like, using sentinels and because of the purple. And, right, like, but they would be using sentinels because they have the sentinel head. So, like, I assume that that's what this is. Like, this is like the like this is where that ends up going. Yeah, and that, like that's this, like hybridization. That makes the most sense. Um. So we are introduced to some like some mutants. Um. Sort of. Some of them are. They're all mutants, but they're all different. Like development like mutants kind of yeah they're not like some of them most of them in fact i think all the mutants we meet aren't born as mutants no they're created or like they were always this but they were created basically out of like parts and like other genetic pieces essentially yeah um one in particular has like a whole bunch of different individuals like powers including like colossus what looks like magic oh it's magic colossus kitty pride it's just it's rasputin like, yes. it's everyone who's connected to Colossus right. in one person. Because so they call it Rasputin 4, I think. Right. Like, so in terms of, like, when we see that graph later well, on. the graph explains they've done it a bunch of times. Right, which is part of, like, this is already foreshadowed at the beginning of this book when we see the tarot cards yes. that are there. And, like... She's one of them. Yeah. Literally. Which is funny because they mention, like, they act as though it's, like, multiple individuals, but it turns out it is a single individual. Exactly. They mention the tower as well, which we end up seeing later on yeah. in this future. Um, the, um, the, like, 
human whoever's they are. Uh, oh yeah, the, are, the well because they do in the, the in like a thousand years or whatever they talk about how about the mutant or about the human machine. Yeah. Like war or whatever, about how like humanity aligned themselves with the machines. Yeah, and then like I'm guessing. So I'm yeah. sure they did crossbreed That's, with with or they, one they, of they, they crossbreed. I think it's just AI like developed into like the, into an organic as it, as it always does when Skynet goes live. Yep. Um, but. The Rasputin Four has like what she calls like a sister, and it's kind of like um, it's it's a it's a mutant that was developed, I guess, in the same the third one, I think, the third incarnation mm-hmm. of these like developmental like sinister program mutants. Yes, who went against her programming? Essentially. Yeah, that, like well, let's talk about the sinister thing. Yeah. So sinister was basically aligned with the mutants. Yep. To generate like. A, a fighting force against the human robot. Like, yeah, uprising. yeah, and everybody was like, "This is totally cool." And, and no Mr. one Sinister was is like, ever gonna "What turn history on us? slash like name cue might indicate that Sinister will be a turncoat?" Yeah, uh, everything. So, I don't under like. I, I guess desperate times call for desperate measures. That being said, I mean, like you could have just said that Sinister like pretended to be somebody else, like he like he often does. No, nope. but whatever. Nope. So Sinister makes all these mutants. Uh, it's just like right in his wheelhouse. Oh, it's like oh, he's like yeah. Now it's time, my time to shine. But he makes all these mutants and like uh, I think they're hounds. Is that the idea? But the, like, this incarnation of it, because the idea is that like there's like a first version of them, a second version of them. By the third version, they were able to like use like multiple up to like five different powers within them, and they yes. called them hounds, and they were kind of built for war and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there was a subset of them that when they like ten percent of them yep. that they went against that program and they were peacemakers. Yes, and like this is one of them. Yes. I think to some like is uh, she's like this. Whatever, but she has like a black brain that can't be read via like telekinesis tele- yeah, or, or tele- tele- telepathy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're and they're called black brains. Yeah, That's and the they idea. and there is a, a another individual who like that, and they want the information that she has because yes. this force just broke into some place and like stole some stuff, and they want to know what it was, but they found out a way to make sure that you couldn't find out what it was, what yeah. have you. Um, but Rasputin Four and this one black brain have formed like a sister ship. Like yeah. they are friends. Yeah. Because like this one, I, I think the idea is that like all the black brains are identical. They're all the same person. Yeah. And this one, of course, in true X Men fashion, like broke free and found their own identity. And right. Rasputin Four probably led the way. And sure. Their friendship found you know like her I, her purpose. I can't help but think of Gamora and. Um, Nebula. Nebula. Well, visually, yeah. it's a it's a it's a other than human colored woman wielding a sword yeah. with a bald bionic other woman and their sisters in like in name only. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, it's still fun and cool and very yeah. X Men. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the 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 robot. The black brain. Well, no, the robot humans are gonna take. Oh, yeah, yeah. This black brain girl and uh, Rasputin four. Refuses to to let her go. Allow it to happen. Of course, you know where this is going. Uh, the like red Nightwing Azazel looking character is like a coward and won't help, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just waiting for the Krakoan doorway to open up. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the Black Brain is absconded. yeah, he's a uh, wait. What, one of them's a cardinal, and I can't remember. Oh, maybe the, maybe the wait. Maybe the peacekeepers were cardinals, mm. and the other ones were hounds. Right. It's in there. It's in, it's, it's, there give it a reread. There's two huge pages mm-hmm. with a bunch of text on them that'll explain it. Here, that being just, said, just I... Just read this two, this double-page splash. I just totally really enjoyed, like, the... I don't know why I like the genetic stuff. Oh, it's at great. At the bottom of it. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a fun little, like, deeper dive into, like, what the hell yeah, I'm Yeah, and at. I did read it all, and I'm gonna have to I read, read it all, it and I was like, okay, I'm not absorbing any of this. But there is something, by the way, about these lost years where, like, all of the, like, um, mutant leaders, like, a bunch of them fall. Yes. 
And so. like a lot of it is due to uh, Mr. Sinister. Yeah, of course. Or Sinister, mm-hmm. just in general. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Did not see Mr. Sinister showing up. No. I don't know why I didn't immediately think that he would have some hand in this. No. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so they get the information. Oh, and uh, the, the human... The, the the robots because like I don't see I, I there's only one appearance of humans in this entire book, and it's at the end and they're basically like proto humans. No, I think the blonde is the one who's like helping them track down. I think it's like she's a she's a, a woman. Mm, okay, all right. I I assumed that they were like they were enhanced in some. No, I think that they're just capacity. people. I think they but they you know. Yeah. But uh, I was right. I remember looking on the cover. I'm like, hey, that looks like Nimrod. And it is Nimrod. And he's very different from what you remember. <laughs> but he's also, like, hilarious. He's, like, he's trying to be better, it seems like. But he, he basically feels, for me, almost like the Age of Ultron Ultron. Like, okay. from the movie. Yeah. Where he's, like, funny. And he, like, has opinions. And, like, I, I think he, like, genuinely feels bad if he's capable of feeling bad. But also, like, doesn't care. Like, he's a, he's a sociopath. Right. But anyway, uh, Nimrod is going to extract his information he needs from... Yet, hang on, maybe I'm incorrect about what she is, because, like, Nimrod says that they created her. Right. Which means that that is not a Mr. Sinister It's not a Mr. Sinister creation? Yeah. Well, unless, like, Sinister betrayed the X-Men and made her or whatever. Whatever. All all I know is that, like, he apologizes for that in a way where he's just like, I am sorry. Yeah, oh, hey. Anyway. Let's dip you in the bath. And he's, like, really all about this bath, and everyone else is like, well, we could do this, that, and the other. We could do the bath, come on. And then, like, clearly her, like genetic her her clone or other because there's another version of her who's like all on nimrod's team uh she is like you know i don't know if that's what she is i assume that they were they were identical i assume that they like this is just another bald chick no i think there's i think okay i did not i didn't i didn't i think that's why i think that's why he really wanted this artist because like i think they needed to look you needed to like have these similarities between each other but yeah she says it's cool like yeah use the bath and he's like Yes. Yeah, he has a like, hilarious, like, he, he, like, does a little dance. Kind of, yeah. Here, I'll show you. It's it's cute. It's weirdly cute. Like, he's just like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> All right, Hickman. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little levity in whatever was happening. Yeah. So they dip her in this bath, and they're like, it's going to take a while, and, like, who knows if we'll ever need this information. And then it's like, meanwhile, um... Rasputin and um, the other dude who looks like Nightcrawler. Yes. Um, go back um, through the Krakoan doorway, mm-hmm. and it turns out that um, there are still some mutants. Mutants? Yeah. Who oh. are alive and, you know, fighting the resistance. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so we have Wolverine. A Magneto um, son. A Magneto person? Pro- it's probably not Magneto. Or it could be, I don't know. Well, it's definitely, like, well, we don't we don't know. Yeah. A Groot character. Yeah. And what looks like Zorn with a cape. That's funny, because I was like, what looks like Blue Ghost Rider? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So you're like, oh. Yeah. And they well, say what does that are, mean? They say that there's a population of eight. Yes. Mutants. Well, there, there's populations of mutants all over the place. But on Earth? On Earth, they're... Well, no, on the, on the asteroid, they have, like, a special asteroid, asteroid M. Yeah. M. Eight. Yeah, there's eight. I was like, eight? So, yeah, I think we're seeing 50% of them on this page. <laughs> well, plus those two, that's six. There's two more. Yeah. Oh. Like, but Ooh. one of them might be dead. I don't know if that one counts. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, one that, the guy who died. Does, yeah. Does he count? That's probably him. So then we go to the future. Yeah. And, uh... Nimrod has made it, but, like, as a kind of, like, floating Destiny 2 kind of, like, character. Yeah. 
who has nothing who, has, who doesn't seem to have any like effect over his environment like he's been he went from being like kind of like a mover and shaker to being like a pet yeah of this blue inheritor of the earth right the librarian who's the librarian. a bald blue chick yeah who also has like headgear that is reminiscent of professor x's yeah or the maker or the maker or whatever or whatever but uh yeah anyway they but she she postulates about how like humans are dumb and we failed and like you know everybody they won that like we won or the the heroes won the mutants won or whatever the mutants would be equivalency is i, I don't know <laughs> that's the other thing is that like humanity doesn't exist anymore right um but they do have like a weird like terrarium where they keep like early man yeah as a reminder to those who live in this like city that seemingly we don't get to see a single soul in uh that humanity must always remain like underfoot and like as nothing yeah there's like an adam and eve allegory yeah looking thing right there okay it's like like i said there's a lot to unpack from this and what this might end up meaning but i think that's what it'll is what the point of this book is it's like here are some things and eventually you'll see what this how, has to do yeah eventually you'll see how it all coalesces maybe i'm saying yeah oh you will it'll, <laughs> it'll all be connected and it'll all like make sense or at the very least result in a gigantic mega event that will ultimately result in not a reboot exactly but no it's uh yeah it this book is a lot to unpack it really is and i'm not gonna do it because like it, it again like for me i'm just like uh yeah like, it's just it's the future and then it's like even and then it's an impossible to calculate future like this feels like time runs out to the nth degree where i'm like oh my god i don't i don't want to do this right um I, w I was on board for like when the x-men were like pod people bad guys uh -huh. but now it's like okay yeah. now they could be mr sinister pod people bad guys yeah from the future Harmonica. It's a mess. Uh, this that'd be pretty cool though. Bishop just shows up. He's just like, "This is all bullshit." That would be really and fun. Just start shooting everybody. Yeah, no, torch it. <laughs> blow torches the entire future. I mean, like, honestly, I I don't know what to say about this. Like, this is like. I don't think you can say anything about it. This throws a right monkey now. wrench in in the momentum that House Re of X had for me. Really? It well, it like it goes like okay. I just established, like, this organization made up of 17 organizations that you know, and I established, like, what the X-Men are all about, and there's mysteries abound, and who works for who, and who's gonna betray what, and blah blah blah, and that's all happening right now, but what about all the stuff that's all exactly that, but happening a thousand years from now? Like, I don't care. I can't even, I can't wrap my head around maybe that the, right now. But maybe the point of the story is that, like, it doesn't matter what ends up happening with this, fix it or not. Like, right. These, this types of thing will always keep happening. Exactly. So long as there are differences. Well, that's very, that's very X-Men. And humans. Well, that's certainly like a meta analysis of what the, of what the X-Men are all about, where yeah. it's like, do whatever you want. It, it, it's all going to end up in an apocalyptic future where you guys are dead and everyone else is too. Thanks, X-Men. I mean, like, that is the X-Men to a T. <laughs> But Powers of X, here's the thing, it's not bad. It's just very complicated. And Yeah. And it's Powers like it's complicated Powers of Ten. Because it's complicated in the in, in a way where it's like it's only the first issue. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not gonna give a read on this issue because this is the first issue of this book, and while it does support House of X, it is the first issue of this book. Yes. I think House of X two is where 
I will get a better feel for how like the series. Well, they're they're gonna meld together. Yeah, you're, at some you're point. gonna have a you're gonna be at a point probably halfway through where there will be no discernible difference between those two titles. Mm-hmm. It was like New Avengers and Avengers, like yeah. No. Uh, and so you're just I'm just gonna have to wait until the until the whole thing ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we gotta we gotta zoom out to yeah. see the whole picture. Yeah, you need to get on the balcony and look at it from there. How many? We gotta. You can't see the forest through the trees. The Krakoan trees. <laughs> That's like I was like, what other random things? By the way, yes, I did miss Justice League. You know, I literally had to search for Justice League Dark <sighs> in the app, but I bought it now. Yeah. Thank you. Good. So I, gotta, I look forward I gotta, to seeing. I gotta you're... come up with some sort of like my own like pull list sort right? of tech here. I know there are like things that can do it, but like I'd rather something tied in with the app I'm using. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I'm, and I refuse to, I'm not going to take them. Right? I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's just it's like, I have missed so many things like thinking like, it's not like I just search for like whatever. I literally, I scroll through the whole goddamn list every I know, time. Right. Uh, Theodore Kemna says the Just League Dark Annual was the Swamp Thing issue. I just addressed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Christian Black, what's up, Silent Tiffany? Love the channel. Do you guys like any Boom Studio stuff? Power Rangers and an Amazing Read. I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I didn't like Powers of X. Is Klaus Boom? Uh, yes. Then yeah. Uh, give it some more time. Powers of X, like, is deliberately Hickman-y obtuse. So, if you like that, you're in. If you don't like that, it might still pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris W. Powers of X makes me think we're reading a report of an experiment after it's done by the maker in Ultimate Universe. And at the end of the miniseries, we see how that ties onto something in our universe. That'd be nice. I mean, I'd like to see it like all tie in together at the end, no it's matter just, what. It's just Franklin Richards in the future reading about what happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm. Mm, that was really boring and complicated. Mr. Roboto, hi, Sal and Tiff. What are uh, the official days for off for the rack? Today. Today, Mondays. Silver Cricket, the red Nightcrawler character, isn't a coward. The way it's written makes it seem like he literally can't commit violent acts. Yeah, he could be like that. No, I think, no, uh, sh- now that I'm thinking about it, I think he's the one, the 10%. Like, yes. he's the one who, who like, he's he, he's a cre- he's creative or a yes. peacekeeper. So I think he's that, and I, I, I just took the black-brained chick and yeah. him, and I mixed up their history. Right. Sorry. Well, and in the narrative, Rasputin 4 gives him a hard time about it, so it is led to believe that, like, he should be able to control himself in some right, way. Right, because he's, he should be cut from a similar cloth, but yes. since, you know. Since he's, you know. At least he's not the fourth ones. The fourth ones are the betrayers. Yes, and you don't want that. Out to try this off the rack is off the hook. Ooh. Trumpet. I like that trumpet <laughs> Thank a you. lot. I like that Thank too. Thank you. Uh, Dorian Desrousseau says, time travel, multiple timelines, another awful future for mutants. I hate Powers of X, but I love House of X. Focusing on the new status quo reminds me of loving Secret Wars but hating incursions. Bingo. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I couldn't really get into, like, time runs out Mm -hmm. because of how, like, far in the future it went. But at least we had a ride-along character who, like, wasn't a super genius. Like, Captain America was like, what? That was at least, like, fun because you had a a Mm ride-along character. There is no protagonist in Powers of Ten. Right. Which is the problem. Powers of t- well, that was the first issue. Let's see where it I know, goes. but like you don't have a ride along character to like acclimate yourself. So that's why I had such a problem right. penetrating through it. Uh, Silver, Silver Cricket. You know, in House of X, they say certain humans are welcome in Krakoa, but we never see or hear of a single one. So what humans would ever be allowed? I'm sure that they'll address that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Roboto, I always thought they should have done an Xavier and Magneto run as recruiters and ambassadors for X-Men as they are older, wiser, and, the, and uh, on the same side. 
Uh, well, they were in that uh, movie, First Class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they would have to agree with each other long enough for them to actually work together. Yeah. Especially when they're older. Uh, Adam Asamoa, what the hell did I just listen to, exactly? <laughs> Dorian Desrousseau, Deru, Des Powers sucked a lot of my goodwill. I hope I can read House of X and ignore Power of X. I guarantee you won't be able to. There's well, no way. I feel like House of X will hopefully more inform Power of Ten than Power of Ten informs House of X. Exactly. That's my hope. Yeah. Pricey Eddie 40, I hate Mr. Sinister. Good news, he's dead, but only in the future. Which one? This one. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we're going to skip Swamp Thing and do give him a whole episode, I think. Ooh, because, okay. Like, I want to talk about Swamp Thing, but like, there's no time. And now so, we'll just spend the next 15 minutes watching me read the Justice League Dark Annual. No, we're going to recommend books. For, come. But it's a Swamp Thing book. Oh, wait, that'd be perfect. I we'll know, just tie yeah. it together. Exactly. But I'm going to talk about a couple books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Because New Comic Book Day is on Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, here we go. Absolute Carnage comes out. Number one of four. Four? What a conservative and respectable amount of books for an event. What? Especially with it. What? Especially with it being Carnage. Who's like one-dimensional? Uh, Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman, great. And I guess the idea is the Carnage is going to kill everybody who was who had who's ever held a symbiote, which is like the Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, everybody. So like, fun, cool, yeah. neat. I'm in. I hope Spider-Man plays an actual role in it. I, I found that a lot of like ancillary Spider-Man books where it's like Venom, Carnage, anybody like Spider-Man like appears, but like they're not the protagonist, or right. at the very least they're not like important, even though like they're cut from the same yeah i thing. i can't believe how like carnage this cover looks i love it it's great <laughs> and it should it's supposed to evoke yeah the feeling of maximum carnage that's why it's called absolute carnage right. absolute carnage i'm checking it out yeah uh what do you think oh you got anything yeah so i'll mention deceased while you're while you're pulling Go ahead. deceased four comes out from tom taylor uh looks like sergeant rocks on the cover that's cool yeah what Love that idea. Why Cover's not? amazing. It's an Andy Kuber cover. Check it out. Deceased be went from being like something I knew you could skip to being something that like I gotta pick up. That you're really enjoying. Uh, Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds number two is coming out. So if you're a Doom Patrol fan, Doom Patrol's back. If you didn't know, it's there it is. You can go grab it. It's Who'd like have thought that? Starting off its own like last issue start off a whole new little arc going on there, so you could just dive on in. Yeah. I can't remember. I, uh Yeah. Yeah. So it is by Gerard Way, different artist. Um, also in the same vein, the dreaming number twelve. Just to remind you, if you're on is that the end for the dreaming, possibly. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure. I it's... mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> I'm sure someone will let us know. Over at the at Image, um, Sea of Stars, a Jason Aaron book. If you were looking for another Jason Aaron title that isn't a Marvel book, mm -hmm. um, that's like sci-fi, but also like something else might be going on with it. It is a um, five-part mini-series title book, so it's like it's not going to be an ongoing. You could just pick up these issues, check it out if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, fans of Die, Die number six is coming out. Yeah. So I'll be grabbing that mm -hmm. next week. Nice. And then Savage Avengers number four. Yeah. Black Widow's joining the Savage Avengers. Right. About I'm, time. Why not? I mean, she's, she's savage. I like how, like, the cover implies they're going to, they're like, okay, so Savage Avengers is one of those books where we're just going to change the roster every time, except for Conan. It's just Conan. It's just Conan and Black, well, I saw another cover where it's like Conan and Black oh, Widow and somebody else, and it's right. like. It's a totally different. Well, I think Frank Castle's in this one too, definitely. Fine. Still, it's so like that. That's cool with me. And I mean, honestly, based on 
the internet, they're, they've got a whole roster of, of internet people who are savage AF. Right. That could also join the this team. This is true. <laughs> House of X number two comes out. Which is exciting. Which is exciting because like, and the cover has the, uh, is that more Tiger? I don't know anymore. Like the mysterious woman on the cover. So like, yep, it's going to directly impact what you read from Powers of X or Powers of 10. So, right, like, but it's like, it's a person who's like, almost looks like they have an attachment to each of these individuals in yes. some way, shape or form. And like, but also Nimrod and Apocalypse and like everything else. There's there's a there's a like an inverse, yeah, of everybody. Maybe she's one of the the black brain things. Maybe. But now. Or she's Rasputin four. I don't know. In like with like a cloaker or something. We're gonna find out. We're, we will find out. We'll, we'll we'll have more questions than answers. I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah. When I say we're gonna find out, I actually don't really mean. No, I have no friggin' idea. There's, not, there's gonna be zero finding. Zdarsky Daredevil number nine comes out. Check it out. Buy it. Daredevil's great. It's. That's a really cool image. It is a great image. Uh, Daredevil number nine. It's just, just good all over. You oh, should gosh. buy this book if you haven't already. If you like Daredevil at all, you're gonna like this, this I like series. That. I've been a lot. Uh, and Agents of Atlas number one is coming out. It's a mini series of five. The reason why I mention it is because it's doing that thing we literally talked about in the last episode of Elseworlds Exchange, where we were like, hey, take characters nobody's fucking doing and, and make know. them into a team. So, uh, see if you can guess who's writing this. Uh, it's a team of only Asian Marvel characters. Is it Greg Pak? Of course it's Greg <laughs> Pak. It's, it's led by Amadeus Cho, and it's got every Asian character that you could possibly shake a stick at in the Marvel Universe. And a phantom bear. And a phantom bear. That's not what it is, but it looks like It looks like a ghost bear. I imagine bear. a phantom bear to look like because because why, what do you fun. think of when you imagine a phantom bear? That. That's what I think of. There it is. But yeah. So, uh, but like, the reason why I mentioned it is only because I'm like, wow, that's literally what we're talking about. They they took a, a team mm -hmm. that had a name that was that people have forgotten about that's yep. part of the Marvel like pantheon and did something totally else with it using characters that people haven't thought about or that wouldn't normally consider. That's cool. That like, is cool. Wow. They actually did. And it's a miniseries. It's literally everything we said in the last episode of Elseworlds. How neat. Agreed. I'm just kind of flipping through the Swamp Thing book. Oh, sure. It looks like the Parliament of Flowers has its own champion. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it Poison Ivy? No, it's a, it's uh, Oleander Sorrel. Oh. Oleander being an actual, like, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, and Cash Money in the Bank says more money for the bank. Thank you very oh, much, man. You You're so very, very much. kind. Really appreciate it, dude. You're really helping us out. Um, or, uh, by the way, somebody asked if Jubilee and Psylocke were still Asian. Psylocke is not. Jubilee always has been. So, yeah. Yeah, there you uh, go. But, yeah, so jumping back into oh, no. the show. Oh, no, what? Sorry. It looks like Jason Woodger is in this, too. Oh, good. By the way, if you ever watch, uh, you know, the Swamp Thing show on uh, yeah. DC Universe... Jason Woodrow is a big character in that series. Yeah. And he is played by the most ridiculous actor I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah, good for that guy. He's, like, going for it. And then they put him in friggin' outfit, in an outfit. The outfit really needed a little more time. They, well, it needed more shadows. Uh, and Vaseline. Something. Adam Asimov says, uh, Marvel pitch, Civil War Three, Illuminati War, all factions of the Marvel Universe, and an all-out war, AVX versus Street Heroes versus Inhumans. I mean, like, eventually, that's the only place they'll be able to go. Right. Right? Because, like, they'll just have to kill... Every well, they'll have to have everybody be in a war. Because, like, you know, Avengers vs. X-Men, as horrible and derivative as it was, uh, sold a bunch of money, oh, and people no. really, really want that to be a movie. Yeah. What are Sorry. You I'm, just, I'm just, like, again, I'm, I'm flipping around with this one, just looking at it real quick. Remember I said, like, last time that um, uh, 
Lex came to Cersei and was like, I'm going to help you get, like, your own, like, Justice League Dark. Oh, no, Justice, yeah. Your, your doom, your Legion of Doom Dark. Yeah. Over here. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing that um, Woodrow is going to be the swamp thing of their team. Okay. That makes sense. Everyone's going to have, I'm guessing, some uh, sort uh, of... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. An analog. Uh, yeah. To cool. To degree, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we got for here this episode. We yeah. want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Of course, if you follow this channel at all, you're aware that there's going to be an RPG series that's coming out from us called Harbor Patrol. Yeah. If you are not already on board, I advise you to watch the 28-second trailer that we made, Tiffany made, I should yeah. say, entirely from top to bottom. It's an amazing uh, little teaser. Uh, way more epic than the show actually is. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, but watch that teaser and uh, get hyped because the show is probably going to launch tomorrow. So. Ooh. I'm I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm not. By the way, I'm not ruining that book. I'm still gonna read it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the journey, not totally. the ending. So keep an eye out. Uh, you know, and 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 if you if you like that idea, if you like the show, you know, I don't normally say this, but like share it around and use the hashtag Harbor Patrol. Yeah, this is something new, so it's something like, new and a lot of would, work. We would went into definitely it. appreciate any like you know help in getting it out there. That's true. Yeah. So we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. And, of course, stay tuned to this channel by liking this video. Of course, it helps us out. Subscribe to the channel. Click yeah. the bell for notifications because uh, there's a lot of shows that come out on this channel and you got a lot of stuff going on. So uh-huh. catch them all, check them out, and we'll see you guys then. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye.